0: Hello, hello, welcome to Dr. Bingo Fairmont's Management Minute. Dr. Fairmont couldn't be with us today, he is letting it all hang loose. So, in his place, me, Dr. Russell Clayton, and Dr. Adam Shoemaker here to represent Dr. Fairmont. We're coming to you from the St. Leo University Donald
1: R. Tapia School of Business. Shu, how are you doing? I am doing great. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of trouble in the world today. There's a lot of concern about our presidential election coming yes. up. And I'm not going to get too political. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for or who you should or shouldn't vote for. But I do want to bring this point up. And that is, it seems like there's a real battle mentality to this whole thing. Presidential debate or you see him on TV it's like there's going to be a knockdown dragout battle royale between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and there was a guy on the debate uh, last night and that was uh, his name was Carl Becker uh, and he he asked a good question which was, you know let's get away from this rhetoric right Can either of you say one positive thing that you respect about the other and I thought that was so brilliant because listen, whoever wins this is going to be. The president for right. everybody, right? You know, so you, you can love them, you can hate them, but we got to get some a little bit more, I think, uh, decorum to these things, and not make them so much into a football game between like Bama and Florida State, right? That's what it's turned into. In that case, I'd say go Knowles. I know, right? So, right. <laughs> I'm you know sorry, Auburn. You know Auburn
0: and and Florida State. In that case, War Eagle. Uh, War Eagle. You know, I think you got a good point there, and so did Carl at the debate. You know. I feel like I don't know anything positive about these candidates. It's true. All I know is the negatives. I'm mudslinging. What he did, what she did, what he said, what she said. You know, I love this meme I saw. I think I saw it on Facebook, and it said, "What if we don't vote for anybody and we all just promise to be real cool?" <laughs> and I thought, "You know, that's brilliant. That's, that's let's, anarchy right there. Let's just That'd be, be right. presidentless." <laughs> So what are we talking about today? Today, you know, I'm excited, Shu. You you sent this cool article to me about how economic uncertainty, which there's a lot of that going on, Mm -hmm. how
1: economic uncertainty can cause physical pain. Yes, and this is an article we saw on Fortune, fortune fortune.com. It was from uh, some researchers, professors at the Darden School of Business, which is at University of Virginia, and they said, you know what? We know that there's a lot of stress that goes along with economic uncertainty and a lot of negative consequences psychologically, but there's physical consequences, too, to being concerned about your personal economy or concerned about your, your state or your local or your national economy. Right. Uh, and one of the things that they brought up that I thought was really relevant to us uh, in our management minute was this is particularly related to being unemployed. So people who are unemployed tend to have a real physical uh, manifestation yeah. of, of what's going on, and that's and that's kind of funny to think about, and it's a little bit concerning.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I that was the word I was thinking was how it manifests. We're we're stressed. I'm unemployed, I'm not making enough money, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a job next week, whatever the case is, and we tend to just think, oh, wow,
1: they're stressed. But it does manifest itself
0: with physical outcomes.
1: Absolutely. And and the researchers described some of the ways they looked at this and how they were able to show some causality between how this economic uncertainty causes people to go out and buy more painkillers or have more pain or report more doctor visits and things like that. And really, the link that they found is that people have a lack of control. When you're in an uncertain situation, you don't feel good about that. It's gonna, you're gonna feel like you're out of control. It's gonna manifest itself psychologically and physically, and it's and it's potentially gonna hurt people.
0: Yeah, and we tend to think of someone if we use the terminology a control freak. We we think of that in a negative connotation. We're not all control freaks, but we do all if we're being honest, we like to have a little bit of control. Got to have some control. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's happening when these workers feel this lack of control, when they have this stress that manifests itself in physical pain? What's happening at the workplace?
1: That's a great question. And you might just say, well, you know, I'm sorry. The, the world is a scary place and people you know, get hurt and that's how it is. But guess what? As an employer, there's some concerns that you might need to be aware of too. And some of those include that, uncertainty uh, makes workers uh, engage in what we call CWBs, and that means counterproductive work behaviors, things that either uh, intentionally or unintentionally are going to hurt the employer. Right, and a lot of times the way it hurts is it hits their bottom line. That's exactly right. So you might have people who are more likely to to cheat or shirk or even steal from the company to mm-hmm. to sort of make up for this fact that they're out of control or they lack control and they're suffering these mental and physical uh, manifestations of the problem. Uh, you might have people who are less likely to step up and try new things because there's so much uncertainty already. Why am I going to get involved in something I don't know if it's going to succeed or not? Right.
0: If Yeah, if there's any inclination that this new, uh, say, a new project could backfire yeah. and look poorly on the person, they're not going to get involved. (laughs) Things are bad enough already. I feel like they're already treading on thin ice. Why am I going to do something that I'm
1: not 100% sure about? That's right. And that that could mean you're losing innovation. Right. Uh, And then the third thing is, particularly at a management level, uh, your managers, when they're stressed, when they're suffering physical pain, they're probably going to make worse decisions on behalf of the organization. And they may not do it consciously. They might not say, I'm going to get back at my organization and do this, but they're just not going to be in the best mindset to make good business decisions.
0: Right. And I think you brought up there with your last point. I think that's a, a good thing to bring out that a lot of this is not intentional. Right. It, this this is a manifestation of the stress in the person's life. They're not intentionally going out saying, I'm going to get back at the employer because it may not be the employer's fault. That's true. But what's happening is what you're saying is subconsciously, I'm just, I'm, you know, for lack of better terms, I'm just not on my A game. I'm going to make b- worse decisions. That's it. That's or it. not optimal decisions.
1: And when you've got to make quick, good decisions, that's not a place you want your managers and your executives to be. Right. So if Dr. Fairmont were here, what, what do you think he would tell us about, what, what can we do to encourage and, and at least minimize this uncertainty in these uncertain times?
0: Right. I think what he would say is take... A little bit of a different approach. It's not that we can minimize the uncertainty, per se, uh, in terms of I can't affect the economy. I'm only one person. He's
1: just one man.
0: I'm just one man. But I can deal with the stress in my own life. I think one thing that Dr. Fairmont might say is, hey, let's try to live a healthier, active lifestyle, uh, which in turn is going to reduce the stress. You know, and and I feel like we're probably beating a dead horse here. People have heard that before. But if we are active, if we're eating right, we're getting a little bit of exercise in every day or every other day, our stress is going to be less. Therefore, hopefully we're going to have less of those physical manifestations of the stress. That's
1: right. And there's and there's good research that shows that really physically things happen in your body when you're exercising, when you're eating right, when you're being healthier. But also it gives you that sense of control. It gives you right. control over something in yeah. your life. And that's important. You got it. The other thing that he might say is, you know what, it's important, uh, particularly when things are uncertain, to support building relationships, to get people to collaborate, to get people to be social, to get people to be Uh, networked within their own organization and outside the organization as well, for many reasons. Number one, because it's going to reduce some of that uncertainty. It's going to help have some control of the situation. And if things do go south, you know, maybe you have some other options that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Right. And I think that's uh, particularly important
0: maybe for the men who are listening, uh, not to get this into a discussion of gender, but a lot of times men, we tend to be more uh, isolated, especially when there's like that's right, something like that. <laughs> you know, when there when there's stress, uh, I may I may put myself in a silo and just kind of block out everything else, that's right. which means I could neglect that point that you just mentioned of, of supporting those relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And one very practical recommendation that we read about was uh, uh, from the same article is offering some kind of financial literacy courses, offering something that's going to help people. Look, your, your economic situation is out of control or you're concerned it's going to be. Here's some things that you need to know Right. in order to make the, to straighten that out or to, to shore that up if you can.
0: You're right. And I think... When there is, uh, in particular, when there is debt at the individual level, um, and, and there's good debt and there's bad debt, but when there's significant debt credit in, card in debt. some area, like credit cards, yeah. right, uh, or huge, huge student loans, something to that effect, uh, that just compounds this economic uncertainty that's going on out You're there. You're right. You know, uh, we, we're not paid endorsers. We don't get a nickel from anybody. Uh, but I know two resources that have helped me when it comes to financial literacy. One, Dave Ramsey. Two, David Bach, B-A-C-H. Both of those guys have some very practical tips on their websites. Of course, they all have books that they want to sell you, but there's a lot of free resources on their websites, Uh, and both of them have their own method, and they're both two slightly different methods of killing off debt doing it strategically versus just kind of haphazardly doing it. So uh, if you're a listener out there, check out one of those two resources.
1: Those are great resources. And and maybe the important thing, too, is that the employer could at least support or if not coordinate some of these efforts so that they say, hey, we know you don't have a lot of time, you've got a lot of stress, you've got a lot of concerns, here's some time or some resources we can block off for you that you should go to and and get yeah. your own personal finance financial situation shored up.
0: There you go. Well, I think that about does it for today. Uh, we would love for you, if you have any kind of topic that you would like for us to discuss, if you'd like to hear from Dr. Fairmont, you can email me, russell.clayton at stleo.edu, or you can email shoe at jonathan.shoemaker at stleo.edu. We'd love to hear for you, or reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Or SoundCloud or iTunes Or SoundCloud or iTunes, which you have likely already found if you are hearing the sound of my voice Thank you so much for the St. Leo University Donald Tapia School of Business Thank you to Sean Gibbons, our recording engineer and editor Thank you to bensounds.com for our intro music And if you see Dr. Fairmont out there, please let him know that Russell and Shue are looking for him Where are you, doctor? Where are you?